Hello everyone and welcome to a comic filled episode of Zing This. Yes, as always, you have me, Zinger, but I am joined by someone who I feel like Zingness is slowly coming on to a pla- slowly becoming a soapbox for everyone else to complain about stuff that they don't like. Zach is back, as always, and we're gonna be talking about announcements out of San Diego Comic-Con or stuff around the time of San Diego Comic-Con. Zach, welcome again. Ahoy hoy, Zeng, this audience. It might not be Festivus, but I sure have some grievances to air. Oh, goody. And I'm going to try to look at this with a positive light, as always, which will be instantly dimmed by the immense moon that is coming in front of the sun that I am. That's no moon. Yes, it, I, I know it is not. But um, So, I guess I'm going to start off with... Um, I don't think this was a San Diego Comic-Con thing, but it came out around the same time. Jay and Silent Bob reboot. So, Zach, how... Where is your finger on the pulse of the Jay and Silent Bob universe? <laughs> You're telling me uh, Kevin Smith's personal bank account? Oh, zero? <laughs> no, I... I like Clerks. I've never... I think I've seen Mallrats. I've never seen Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I've seen, like, bits and pieces of it over the years... I um, never saw Clerks 2, and I watched a trailer for this, and it looks cute. You're missing I... the best movie that he did. Tusk? Dogma. Yeah, I never saw Dogma. I'm not a big Kevin Smith fan. What? Anyway, I've been told Dogma was good, but that was like Dogma, 10 years ago. Dogma is like one of my favorite movies. Just because mm. it's so good. It's so good on so many levels, so... That's a little insight there. And also, there's a reference then that you won't get because it shows one of the characters. When it shows Matt Damon, that's obviously... I, I'm predicting that that is definitely Loki from Dogma. And Loki referring to an angel named Loki, not the Norse god named Loki, which will be brought up later in this discussion. So, Or the character played by Tom Hiddleston, or the character played by Jake Gyllenhaal in Prisoners? I think that's the name of that movie. Let's go through every single incarnation of loki appearing in pop culture but um i guess uh <laughs> uh kratos's son from the new game the god of war game mm-hmm. um, loki i think was the bad guy from the son of mask film yeah we should go through all them folks like we have the wikipedia page just gonna run through every we're just gonna pad out this sdcc conversation which is all these weird pop culture references surrounding the word loki so i'm excited about this to an extent there, there was a time where kevin smith films were like the thing for me and it's not that i've fallen out of favor with them it's just i how do i want to say this without sounding like a pretentious asshole i Uh. grew up to an extent and i feel kevin smith movies really hit home when you're a certain age sometimes and i'm not saying this is gonna be bad i'm just saying this is like of course like jay and silent bob strike back again it's gonna be a ton of comedians a ton of cameos and a ton of stuff that's going to be a lot of fun and a lot of callbacks and references to his other films and of course self-referential jokes too so i'm excited for this is it something i was expecting no is it something i'm like gonna be first in line at the theater to see probably not because i think this is something that would be better viewing on maybe home video or something like that because i don't have all the uh the content we couldn't have on the on the actual is this even movie. getting a theater release? Yeah, it, it, it has to, right? <laughs> In today's day and age? Right? 
Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> that's the quite. That's what Kevin Smith asked the distributor. He's like, "This is this is mm. getting a theatrical release, right?" Yes. Um. No. I mean, I'm I'm excited for it, but at the same time, it's kind of one of those things. My, I I still love like like Dogma is still one of my favorite movies. Like the whole Kevin Smith like stuff is great. But it doesn't speak to me the same way it used to, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I think Kevin – well, obviously, I think you – what? You probably grew up with, like, Chasing Amy and Clerks and things like that, right? I got – ironically, I got introduced to the Jane Silent Bob stuff from Jane Silent Bob Strike Back it was, like, the oh. movie you weren't supposed to watch. So Really? That, that that movie was the movie you weren't supposed. I remember I remember seeing oh, that no. a lot, like in the early two thousands. Oh no, I'm just saying, like like that 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 was the thing that's like, oh man, this is this is from this guy, and then I kind of got connected with all the other stuff he did and became obsessed with like everything about it. I still think that Clerks the animated series is a gold mine that never got like someone found a piece of gold, ran back to town and said, I've I found gold in them there hills, and nobody listened to them. So that 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 for me is an un. It's one of those things I, th- I think. And actually, uh, I don't want to do this to bring up cinemodities to discuss whether uh, Chappelle yeah. would have been something. There is, I, I think, on cinemodities there should be a what could have been episode. Of oh like, yeah, there was. Yeah, there was November. We did an entire series about movies that uh, didn't get actually made. No, 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 no. No, I'm talking about like series that like had like one season or that were cut off before their prime possibly or what could have been with them and whether they would have still been the iconic stuff we would have loved and cherished uh you you guys said that Chappelle show had like its moment in the sun perfectly and kind of dropped off before it could have been something that became bloated and unfunny so is that what you say the clerks animated series is in a sense that like it kind of had its it, it's, it didn't get attention, but it was pretty much good for what it was. It was perfect because it was something that was six episodes that, like, were per. I mean, we Zing, Zing this did an episode with Toby a while back where we discussed it and in my love for it. So I'm not going to delve too deep, but it's something that I feel like that was something that could have been amazing, but it never got its chance to shine, and it could have been something to where it just would have turned. Because I mean, now it's you've got. You, you can throw a stick and hit like five different adult animated something or another for for um, millennials that are sad now. So yeah. this was back before that was a common. No, and, and, this and, was like and back when like Family Guy was being canceled. Yeah, and, and that's and that's the thing. As I said, now there's a few jokes made at Kevin Smith. I mean, at Seth MacFarlane's expense. Like there's there, there's one where they go into a writer's room and one of the guys is uh, reading a book called How to Write How to Draw How to Write Cartoons by Kevin Smith by Ke- uh, by Seth MacFarlane. So there there's a few jokes made and they also on the commentary which this is one of those shows I watched and listened to the commentary a lot on. They talk about how like oh maybe we should have just given Jay a British baby that talked all the time and wanted to kill him and we would have been on the air for ten more seasons. So, so there, there, there's obviously some animosity there, but yes, uh, this, this Ch- Chappelle show, Firefly kind of throw into it's per, it was perfect because it only had like it, the, the potential for what it could have been is almost unlimited because we don't know where they could have gone with it. I'm so glad Zinger brought me on for this episode about Clerks the Animated Series. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> no, I wa- so no, I, again, like I, I'm not a huge fan of Kevin Smith. I think he's a better 
personality in the sense like it's always fun hearing him talk about his experiences in hollywood more than like what his like as of now writing projects i know he kind of has he's left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths like when it comes to his actual films but no like anytime i see him interviewed he's always interesting because he's rather candid about the things that go on in hollywood oh, yeah. show business in general um that's where i think he's better off doing things like that i know like even when he tells stories about like when he tried to do like the superman movie back in the 90s um some of those stories are fantastic and yeah just his, i know even like in the last couple of days i know we're not allowed to say the the s and w word on here but even i saw his names in the headlines like oh the final scene of a of that particular yeah franchise yeah, yeah i saw that is gonna too. melt your mind and it's like oh man like that's like even though that's that's puff from kevin smith and it doesn't mean anything but I, i'd rather hear his insights on pop culture than see him make another movie and that's and that's the thing kevin smith is sort of living out every nerd's dream i guess to a certain extent like a certain type of nerd's dream because i mean he's had a successful film franchise technically he's gotten to do write direct do whatever kind of he's wanted with a lot of movies um write comics do you know, I th- believe he's directed a few episodes of The Flash here and there. And it's just somebody who vaguely has his pul- I mean, finger on the pulse of nerd culture. So it's one of those things to, am, am I not impressed with him now? Or am I kind of falling out fair because I'm jealous? I mean, yeah, maybe to a certain <laughs> extent, yes. But no, I mean, I, I, I'm excited to see what they do with the Jay and Bob stuff because it's been, the MCU didn't, ex- like the concept of, the MCU didn't exist when Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back came out. I'm kind of skipping discussing Clerks too because it just had them in it, and it was kind of more the story of Dante and Randall than the story of Jay and Bob. So I, it, it's just when that came out, there was the joke of you know, oh, everyone's buying up comic book properties and everything, and now we're we're living in a day and age to where comic book properties are still like the thing in movies. Yeah, yeah like I said, I. That'd be an interesting take on this. I don't know how far they're going to go with it. The only thing I have to say is I definitely – I'm not sure if you've ever seen it, Zanger. I got a Dumb and Dumber 2 vibe from this where you have, you have like one of the characters just all of a sudden have like a long-lost child. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, like we're doing that premise? And even though I thought Dumb and Dumber 2 was pretty funny for like one of those like films that has a sequel come out long after it should yeah. have. Uh, but that's kind of the vibe I got from this where it feels like, oh, no. We're going back to the well of like franchises of – past popularity but it's also kind of one of those things to where i feel like the whole joke of this jay and Silent bob thing is making a joke on like it's it's holding a mirror up to to maybe that's where they're going with this it's going to hold a mirror up to franchises and everything and i don't I think don't, kevin smith's that clever i, I don't <laughs> I really know. don't i you you guys really made me think about chappelle show like deeper think about it and now i want to go watch all chappelle show again because god dang chappelle show is good and, and once again we're devolving into slowly you you're trying to merge cinemodities and zingness and i don't want to have it but god dang it Zenger made fun of me a couple months ago and I said the Zach Weber podcasting collective and he's like, There's Zeng this too and I'm like, We've already assimilated Zeng this and you don't even know it. I, I anyways moving Google on gobble, one of us. One of us. <laughs> moving on. Um so as Star Wars fans, how do we feel about Picard? And do you have any context for Star Trek to even I I uh, Sanger is very labored trying to uh, frame this discussion about the rival question mark sci-fi franchise of Star Wars. I uh, okay. 
I understand the significance of Star Trek. It's nothing I don't like. It's just I never got into it deeply. I like the new movies just because it's like, oh, flashy lights, cool stuff. I understand the significance of Picard and everything like that, that he's like the perfect uh, perfect uh, commander or whatever. And I know that there's probably some Trek fan yelling at me right now. Of like, yeah, yeah, of, of like, um, you're, you're, you're not giving him enough credit or whatever. But... Um, I I understand it, but I'm not trying to say I chose Star Wars over Star Trek and I stuck with it, but I chose Star Wars over Star Trek and stuck with it. So from my logic, Picard's just a super high commander within the... If, if, if I want to, I guess, translate this to Star Wars, um, he's just a super high commander within the Empire, technically, right? <laughs> oh man! Whoever, if you have any Trekkies in your audience, saying you just kind of like <laughs> they threw their phones out the window. No, they threw their phasers out the window. I know that reference. At least. Oh, there we go. Uh, no, I've I didn't get into Star Trek until the J.J. Abrams movies, and not not even seriously. I saw 2009 Star Trek in theaters, and I'm like, oh wow, this is pretty neat. But this was like during like the second, or I guess the second dark era for star wars where i was like well i guess star wars is over we have an animated series that is like hit or miss for the most part so any sort of like large scale high budget sci-fi action franchise i'm like okay i'm on board with it and i really like 2009 star trek um look forward to into darkness i i'm probably one of the very few people that absolutely love star trek into darkness uh, to this day i watch that movie and i cannot figure out for the life of me why people just can't accept it it's a dumb action adventure film um, like it's again, it's very. It's funny. Star Trek Into Darkness. The backlash of that is very similar to what happened with the Last Jedi. I actually, I I got the perfect thing that that needs to be put on that box. Oh, don't think about it. Well, that's Into Darkness. Isn't again? It's not a bad film. It's just like it's a very just. It's an action adventure film. I don't think it's meant. It's not heady, which is not what Star Trek is. Star Trek is supposed to be heady, mm-hmm. but J.J. Abrams' Trek is not heady. And that was just. And, and there's it's a lot lens of stuff. players. Yeah, there's that. But there's a lot of stuff, too, in J.J. Abrams' Trek that isn't his fault as to why it's there. I, I've read stories about, like, when it comes to, like, the contracts for licensing and stuff. There, there, again, not to get into that. But there's there's reasons why Star Trek, J.J. Abrams' Kelvin timeline is so different than Star Trek proper. And the, um, where, I forget whatever we call the, the prime timeline. Uh, but going back to Picard, um, I watched. I, I know it was getting. I know it was trending for a while over the last weekend, and I not that I ignored it though. But like, I'm so tired of hearing people complain about Star Trek, whether it be something like Into Darkness or Discovery. Uh, I get why people don't like Discovery, but at the same time, though, it's like it's like what Force Ghost Jim always tells us on the other podcast. It's that like just be happy you're getting new. Like if you love a franchise, just be happy you're getting new entries in it. Like, no one says you have to like it. Just be happy that you have something to discuss and something new to chew on. And so I watched the trailer of Picard because of Zenger, and it looks neat. Again, I was, I, I'm not a big next-gen fan. Um, I've always preferred the, uh, the original series. And from what I saw here, it looks cool. Like, it looks like they're actually trying. And who knows? Like, and we only, I go, God, how old is Patrick Stewart? Like, he, yeah, he's getting up there in years. So it kind of feels like an Ian McKellen Hobbit situation where it's like, okay, the movies or the movie or the show might not be very good, but hey, let's just appreciate the time we still have with this character and the actor and just grit your teeth if you don't like it. Well, the funny thing is I, I love Patrick Stewart, but not – I, I love that, that he's somebody that gets his significance in the world and loves to just be weird and funny. 
So mm-hmm. him being like serious roles, I mean, it's great to see him in that stuff, but it's like I, I, I more thoroughly enjoy when he's just allowed to just be funny. Like um, American Dad, he does a voice on there, and the writers have straight up said that they just put in lines just to hear him read them sometimes, and he will call them out on it too. But and, I know even Family Guy, he does the voice of what uh, the, one of the babe, like the babe, like the female baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's he's the voice. He's the in, internal monologue for her. <laughs> I like that. Like that's again, Family Guy is dumb for the most part, but that's that's funny. It's clever. And and that's and that's the thing. I mean, I, I love him in serious stuff, but I love him more because I just feel like he's such a good comedian. Like good, he has good comedic like. Timing. I, time, yeah, and it, it's not even him doing it. It's just people know how to write him, and he knows how to play to it perfectly to where it makes it hilariously funny. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, taking him seriously, and, and then and that's the other problem. I've gotten so used to him this way that I'm afraid that if I ever watched this, like, watch something where he was being serious, I couldn't take it seriously. I, I think he's enough of a chameleon of an actor, so I think he blends in. He's not like, like a Leonardo DiCaprio... Or one of those were like, okay, anytime you watch Leonardo DiCaprio, like you know who you're watching. Like he cannot blend into a role. He is more of like a Tom Hanks or one of those where like, okay, with again, with the right role, the right script, the right direction, I think he he dissolves into a performance quite well. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a matter of preference. Like if you like him more for his comedic shtick, like the was was he the poo emoji in the emoji yeah, movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that was Oscar nominated, right, Zinger? The yes. Oscar nominated uh, emoji movie. Yes, the Zingness is the Zingies nominated too. Zinger, there hasn't been a Zingies in like ten years. Yes, there has not, but but people still clamor for it. Um, so moving on to the next thing, and oh, man, this is going to be a fun one. So Zach, how much context do you have for Geralt of Rivia, The Witcher? None whatsoever, other than the fact that it's a video game. Um, Henry Cavill, this was his consolation prize after Warner Brothers refused to, refused to give him more money for Superman. And I think Zenger likes it. That's my entire background to this. Okay, here, here. so follow-up question. What did you think of the trailer and this upcoming project? Because I'm going to sit here and keep my mouth shut for a little bit. And I want to see where you go with this. Um, it looks like generic streaming service. You are a liar, sir, and you are you get off this podcast. I'm yeah, sorry. I, let, let, I, let me let me take it back a notch. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Hansik, folks! I hear a knocking on my door. I'll be back in two seconds. <laughs> Can continue. The call, the, the Skype call is coming from inside the house. <laughs> Perfect. Um. No, like I, I, it doesn't. This sort of thing doesn't do anything for me. Even like it's a video game. I'm not. It's not any sort of indictment on the actual product that we're seeing. It's just not my cup of tea. I know a lot. I know again, it was trending on the internet, on social media over the weekend, and I watched it. And I'm like, okay, it's it's not for me. But if for the people who are excited about this, I'm happy for them. But I certainly will not be watching it. I am. Well, I can say both me and Ellie are beyond excited for this. We both love The Witcher, love everything about this. It looks, um, it looks amazing. I will say this: they are taking a lot of elements more from the books than from the games in certain elements. So that's why it's certain- a book. Yeah the the Witcher series is actually was a book. The games came afterwards. Oh my god! I am so ignorant, folks. 
and they both have kind of fed <laughs> off each other. And technically, this is the second attempt at a Witcher series. There was a first one that was done, I think, in Norway, and it is complete flaming garbage. Um, so, well, is, it, is it garbage because they didn't have the money to do it or because they didn't understand the property? It's garbage on multiple levels, so let's just uh, leave okay. it at that. Um, no, this this looks like they understand the property. Henry Cavill looks great as Geralt. I, 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 I take back a lot of stuff I said earlier about him not maybe looking the part but i'm very excited for this i i can't wait because i feel like they really haven't they they have an established audience that they i feel somehow knew they were gonna get and it is the people who loved game of thrones and now have oh, nothing so you see this is a successor to game of thrones i see this as what game of thrones audiences might flock to now because hmm it's it's not. I mean, they're similar worlds to an extent, but it looks like they're playing up a lot of the political angles. That there might be episodes where Geralt isn't the main character in it; that he's just kind of a side character in his own story, which is great because that's what makes it interesting: is the world that he exists in, as much as him as a character. So it looks like they're going to be doing stuff like that because a lot of the trailer didn't really feature him, which actually made me excited because I'm like, oh, cool. Not only are we going to get this amazing character, but we're going to get a will, a world, a whole new world building where they're going to focus on the world as well as him as a character. So that's what I'm excited about is to hopefully see where they go with that. Hmm. All right. So I, like I said, both both me and Ellie are very excited about this and cannot wait to see what what, what the future holds for this. And I don't think there was a release date put for this. Probably what end of the year at the absolute earliest i i feel like they have some weird schedule um netflix does and it's just whenever they're they have a downtime it's going to be when they're going to put this in there because i mean would this since, be something well, well my question is to you zanger would this be something they would try to like debut the same time as like disney plus to kind of like siphon like is this something that would be a competitor to like the mandalorian I, and one of the you, many 800 Disney Plus Marvel streaming shows. Which we will talk about in a little bit. Um, yes, actually, that is a good point. That is like a perfect time for them to do it because that, that would enable them to maybe retain or get some new people or just, you know, have a nice little area for them to, you know, have more people grab onto their show. I mean, to I grab onto their service that might not already have it. All right, so this is my question to you. This is how you test things. Let's say... Netflix debuts as the same weekend week as The Mandalorian, and you can only choose one to watch that day for whatever reason. Let's just say you have only two hours and you have to go, I don't know, Thanksgiving shopping. All right, so you're asking which one am I going to watch first? Yes. Um, I feel... forget, forget that you host a Star Wars podcast. Okay, forget I was about that. to say, um, to be honest, I'd probably have to be forced at Lightsaber Point to watch one of them by somebody who may or may not be on the show right now, but... If I did not host that, <sighs> you just some jerk that sits at home like you are a filthy casual. You just like, they keep shoveling product in your face like a pig at a trough. And you have to consume it. Which you which pile of slop do you consume first? The Mandalorian slop or the Witcher slop? Well, since I'm not on a Star Wars related podcast, I'm going to say this: I already have Netflix, so that's I mean that's that's one foot firmly in that camp. And I kind of was going to say, I want to see, you know, leading up to it. Okay. Like, 
is there more trailers? Is there more like which one's going to grab me to be like it needs my time? Because as I said, my foot's one foot firmly already in that I have Netflix right now. I mean, yes, that is kind of a unfair thing because of course Disney streaming isn't available yet, but it's you you already have that and i mean what if they're what if their site crashes or what if they're not able to get stuff up fast enough who know i mean that's 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 the thing with the streaming well, service we're, we're assuming that technical glitches aside it's just a matter of what would you prefer to do first and you've given us the answer i i would kind of lean towards witcher because that's something now here's the thing me, me and ali on multiple occasions try to watch stuff together and it always falls apart so on that same note um I feel I could get away with watching the Mandalorians because <laughs> of the fact. Ellie doesn't care. No, she 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 does, and she loves, and she would probably love that show. But it's the I could get away with watching that quicker because I just feel like I could just kind of sneak that in and watch it real quick. Whereas The Witcher would be something we'd watch together or try to watch together, and I would have watched an episode or two ahead and blurted out something, and she would have been like, "Are you kidding me?" So. Ellie still goes around. It's like, oh man, I can't wait to see Tony Stark in Phase Four of the MCU. And Zenger's like, oh man, I'm getting trouble if I say anything. She, I, I think it's been stated. She still has not spoiled that. Like somehow is still perfectly <laughs> like unaware of what happens. <laughs> She's like, I cannot wait to see how Natasha Romanoff gets out Avengers Endgame and then shows up in the Black Widow movie coming out May 2020. And I'm sitting there just like. Sanger's like turning blue. He's like, 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 like grasping at the kitchen table, just trying to control himself. I, I can't wait to see Chris Hemsworth in his Thor body, like perfectly fighting Thanos with like half armor on, and it, and I'm like, Ugh. I got some bad That's news good. for you. Like, there, there is she does know about that. She oh, does geez. know about about the Thor thing, but <laughs> about the Thor. Outside of that, she knows nothing, and I'm like, I don't know how. You do this, but she goes around saying Captain America can't pick up Thor's hammer. Only losers think he can. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like Sanger's <laughs> <laughs> like having like a stroke every single time he's like out in public. He's like, Is your husband all right, miss? <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like climbing up the walls just trying to like <laughs> scratch. So it's funny. Go ahead. I was about to say, I was gonna move on to so on that note, let's let's talk about this MCU thing. Oh, I have one thing I want to ask you before we get to the uh, Marvel. Uh, Did DC have any announcements? No, they didn't. Moving on. No. Oh, sorry, they had a ton of stuff with Supergirl. Yes, and the DC. Because I mean, what? Brandon Routh is coming to be Superman again? Yes, but apparently Kingdom Come Superman, which I'm like, ooh, this might be fun. I don't know what any of that means. Nerd. <laughs> I think that's the opposite of nerd. I think I think it's like the it's cool the whole opposite of nerd. Yeah, cool kid. <laughs> Zanger, we need to create our own version of the, or the opposite of the Homer Simpson nerd. It needs to be the opposite of that, like, cool guy. Jock. Yeah. (laughs) We have to create that as, like, a soundbite we can play anytime one of us says something that's not completely, like, embarrassing. Got you. So what what is this incarnation of Superman? Why should I be excited for this? Kingdom Come Superman is basically a Superman set in the future where he's where basically he retired batman retired like every every one of the main superheroes have retired and um man it's been a while since i've read this so i'm trying to do this from memory real quick um but uh, they they've all retired of course they come back 
Uh, it has a lot to do with Shazam too. So I'm assuming it basically it ends up to where Superman's basically can be in some iterations left as the final Superman, like the final hero. I mean, uh-huh. like basically all the other ones get wiped out or are like incapacitated to an extent. So yeah, gotcha. but, but, but also my favorite Superman symbol comes from this one. It's the S where it's kind of blended into the outline into like the shape of the actual symbol. And it's the black background as opposed to the yellow. And it's, oh man, it's one of my favorite logos for superman mm, so because of the dc shows is they're arrow successful the unlike their movies what is, is arrow still on or did that get canceled um is arrow because <laughs> supergirl's still going on is arrow canceled You know, I'm just going to look at the Wikipedia because I'm going to cheat. Or go to IMDb. Uh, it, it, the original release, uh, May 2013. 2000, May 13, 2019 is when it said the last episode. Wait, that's the seventh season. Arrow's still on running. Okay. Arrow's still going. Okay, see, there, there, there you go. I'm going to cut out all the me searching and talking. All right, as I Arrow's talk. still going. Flash is still going. Supergirl's still going. Uh, oh, God. Uh, uh, Constantine got canceled. Legends of Tomorrow is still going. Which is going to lead to a very interesting thing. And mind you, I'm not 100% up on a lot of the stuff. But uh, Raw Authority plays a character in yeah. one of the... So I'm like, um, is he dead or is he like... Gonna, how are they going to... Uh, whatever, we'll figure it, it out. It doesn't matter. They can't, also... Like, you always, like you tell me, they'll, they'll, there's some plot. They, they've there, already though. made a ton of jokes. I know one of the other crossovers about like him playing Superman. Yeah, like they mentioned that. Oh, you you look a lot like my cousin or something like that. Damn. Yeah, there, there's some there's some trick they can use to, to just explain it away. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm excited for this. I mean, like I said, I as I've said before, I'm not up to date on all the stuff. But if there's one thing apparently DC can do and do well, it's anything tell it's anything small screen yeah which i do want to have a conversation one day about like what to do with the dcu but that's a that, that, that's, that's a conversation. On, that's on that's on fire right now except for aquaman and wonder woman uh that that's a discussion for another day so i'm gonna leave it at that as a tease for what may come later um so you ready for some mcu stuff now zach no i got one more san diego comic-con thing to ask you god dang i this is my show and for some reason i can't even move on with the topics go no, ahead no no all right there was an and actually Zach, it doesn't require you watching anything because there was really nothing of substance to watch we know i wouldn't they, watch it though so there's that too <laughs> well i was gonna get sherry uh share uh eh. <clears throat> not have to sit there and give you any sort of uh embarrassment but Hey, there we here we are anyway. Um, no, they announced that for Terminator Dark Fate that Edward Furlong is coming back. Isn't he the the the, the kid? John Connor. Yeah. The the Terminator the Terminator series for me is like this weird thing that I don't want to get near because I'm afraid it's gonna try to absorb me into it. Oh, see okay, I wanted to ask, what is your Terminator 2 is the greatest is one of the greatest things ever done. I don't care before or after that. You never wait, you don't care about even the first one? Eh, it's okay. I like the second one more. Huh. 
I know it's get. I've I've seen a lot of the other stuff, but I kind of jumped off the boat when I was like, Schwarzenegger's getting too old for this, and that was several movies ago. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, yeah. Terminator Three was like, oh god, Terminator Three was like sixteen years ago. Yeah, that's the one I was like. After that one was done, I was like, huh. And I kind of I feel like they've done interesting stuff. Like the show was but was pretty good from what I saw of it, but then that got canceled. I feel like anything that, that show was weird. That show got really weird at the end. I know, and that's why I'm like, this is this this looks interesting because it's weird. Well, the, that show ends with John Connor, like young John Connor, being teleported like into the future, and they're like they're like, sir, what are we gonna do? And he's like, I'm only like 17. They're like, sir, like there's Terminators coming. And it just ends on that note, and it's like, wait, is this because that was that show got canceled like a week before Terminator Salvation came, like was released into theaters. Everyone's oh like, wait, what? sorry, I've seen Salvation too because that's just the, talking about Terminator makes my head hurt. Terminator franchise is kind of like the OG X Men franchise, where it's like, does any of this really have continuity? Hey. And it's like, no. <laughs> I, as I make the joke, the X-Men franchise is the only thing important to know about that with continuity is have you seen the most recent film prior to this one? Okay, cool, because we're going to ignore half the stuff from that one, too. <laughs> Which the Terminator, I feel like, is we're resetting again. No, no, this time we're resetting again. Oh, no, this time we're up. Oh, no, Schwarzenegger's still here. It's funny. Every Terminator film since the third one has been has been designed to be a trilogy in every time they have to scrap it. Salvation was designed with the trilogy in mind. Genesis was designed with the trilogy in mind. And this in Dark Fate is designed as a trilogy. And it's like, oh my God, folks. Like I like in Terminator franchise is like one of those ones where I am just like, I'm abused. But you know what? I'll just keep going anyway. Like even the things I'm hearing about this movie um, don't inspire confidence. And I am a like died in the wool Terminator fan. And yeah, it's just like, oh God, like, I'm glad they're bringing Edward Furlong back. I think that's cool to have him back along with Linda Hamilton. But there's just like nothing about this movie other than just being like, okay, I, I, I'm loyal. Other than that, like, if you call this movie anything else but what it is, I'd be like, meh. Yeah, I'm, I, Terminator's never been a big thing for me. Like I said, I, I like the second one and have kind of watched other stuff with it, as I just stated, but. I don't really, it's one of those things I'm like, I don't really care after this point. Gotcha. Just curious. And then one of the final thing is, was we saw a trailer for Top Gun 2. Oh, right. Tom Cruise Boogaloo. Once again, I'm like, what? what's the premise for this movie? Tom Cruise wants, wants a paycheck? <laughs> it's called Tom Cruise only has one movie franchise under his belt, Mission Impossible, and he's desperate to expand it to like other things. It just I don't know how a Top Gun two, especially after the trailer they showed, where like it's it's like it's it's like Tom Cruise. We don't use pilots anymore. We have drones. We don't need real people. Wasn't like, there already a movie about this? Probably. What's it? <laughs> oh no, it was a terrible movie. Is that the one with Jamie Foxx and Jessica Biel? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Stealth. Yeah. Yeah. There stealth. we go. Okay. So, I saw that movie once, and, and spoiler alert, Jamie Foxx dies like in the first like 15 minutes of the movie. So, is this just, he finally saw Stealth and went, I want to do that, but with Top Gun. I don't, I, it's funny, you look at this trailer, and I know everyone was going gaga for it, and I don't get it. Like, other than just like nostalgia. Like, I, if it's nostalgia that people are eating up, that's fine, I have no complaints with that. 
Well, I do, but I'm not holding it against anyone. It's the idea, like, what is the point of this movie? Like, I get back in the 80s, like, it was, like, the very, like, tail end of the Cold War, yet no one really knew it at the time. I get why that film resonated with people, and I get why that first film still resonates with, with its audience, but I just don't get how having, like, a, like a 60-year-old Tom Cruise, who at this point wouldn't be allowed to fly a plane in the Air Force, like, doing stuff. Like, you know, in the beginning of the trailer, like, you should be, like... Like so, you should be like, oh god, like a brigadier general at this point, which I know is not an Air Force ranking, but it's like, but you're still only a pilot. And it's like exactly none of this makes sense. It's like he should have been like retired years ago, like have like an office job, and he sees this, and it's like a uh, Clint Eastwood like Unforgiven, where it's like you know what these young guys sit behind a desk with like a computer console. But like we can't have that anymore. We need we need the real person. Like that's what makes sense. Like we need the original Maverick. And instead, it's like, nope, he's been doing this for the last, like, 50 years, and stuff happens. He's still wearing the same jacket he wore when he was, like, 25. Just some people just can't, like... Highway to the danger zone. This guy played that the entire... That's what it is. You go see the movie, they just keep playing that on loop for two hours straight with Tom Cruise. Well, I'm going to say this. If there's not a volleyball scene, this is not a Top Gun movie, so... I think there is one in the trailer. I could, I could just be making that up because I can't. I, I don't think that. there is because I feel like my first statement after seeing that was, if there's not a volleyball scene in this movie, I'm out. It might be a, a scene from the first movie put into the trailer. You're right. I think there is a scene of volleyball, but it's from the first film. Uh, oh, I guess um, to mention this one finally too, and I know Zach's going to tear his hair out. Uh, so did you see the trailer for Cats? <gasps> That's not Comic-Con, but yes. Ellie is super excited about that, and I oh, watched this, God. and I'm like, I'm like, this is this is like a thing. <laughs> it's off putting. It's really off putting. Uh, if you're not unner- if you're not unnerved slightly after watching that, there's something wrong with you as a person. On that note, Ellie was not was very excited, and then proceeded to make a bowl of cereal, which just made me <laughs> unnerved on multiple levels. Oh man, so I imagine when she goes to the theater to see that this December and she brings the bowl and the cereal with her and everyone's just walking, oh good, like someone has to call the police, you get a phone call, you need to bail her out. She's like, I didn't do anything, all I did was make cereal. You're like, ma'am, that is a crime, that's a war crime in some countries. Oh, all right, so let's finally get to the MCU. Oh no, we, no don't even eat my vegetables. All right, all right, let, let me get, I, I don't have a complete list of stuff. It's just the, everything. Just just ra- like spout out random characters, and there's a really firm chance that you'll be right. Just be like first Marvel character that comes to name or comes to mind. Um, Doctor Strange in the oh god, Oogie Loves Adventure. There we go. That's one title. We have Thor. Thor four. Uh, live free or die, Thor. Um, what other movies are there? Um, all right, I'm- Shang Chi. Live free or die harder. Whatever it is, it's. You're done. Enough, enough, enough. Of the, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm only going to stop when they stop. It's like knock it off. Mar- I can't issue a season to this later in the Marvel. Like, okay, you had your fun. You made three, almost $3 billion. You beat Avatar. Now knock it off. I, I mean, I mean are, are you just heartbroken because of that? No, I'm tired. I can't say things. Okay, you go through something. You do your, you do your, lay it out for your audience and I'll rain on everyone's parade. Okay, uh, first, I feel like this was a joke I was going to say for um, Knights of Vader, but I'm just going to do it now. I feel like um, after hearing the news that that um, Avatar's been beaten, that 
oh my gosh, I just forgot his name for a second. Um, Jimmy C. Yeah. Got, was like, I, I, I must go. Gets into a boat, drives out to the middle of the Atlantic, jumps in a little pod, and then dives down to the Titanic and just goes, like, it's just in his little pod going through the Titanic, going. That's, that's how he calms down. That's his happy place? That is his happy place. You know what the joke is? Is that, like, James Cameron, like, when Avatar 2 comes out, maybe, like, in 30 years, James Cameron's gonna, like, tell Disney, I want to re-release Avatar 1 in anticipation of Avatar 2. And Avatar, like, everybody forgets, Avatar made $2.7 billion. All right, I'm I'm putting my foot down real quick, and I'm saying something that I need, that needs to be said. That movie was like a you have to go see this in 3D. You have to go see this in IMAX. That's why it made so much money because it basically was like, oh, you're going to go see this in 2D, you peasant. Okay, I'll say if Zenger ever wants to have me on to explain my Avatar thoughts, we'll get there eventually because I have I have a very detailed history with Avatar that's not worth going into in a bite-sized like little story. Um, but Avatar has, has there's a reason there's a lot of reasons why Avatar was successful. Like don't uh, yes the 3D the IMAX played a nice portion into it though. But you can't deny that Jimmy C knows how to get people going. He really does. Like whether it be Titanic, like folks, the man had the world like it was two for two highest grossing films of all time back to back. That's not just by accident. The man knows what he's doing. But part of the reason why like Avatar made two points or actually when it made two point seven like billion dollars in 2009 2010. Everyone forgets that, like, there was, like, only, like, 10% of the amount of movie theaters in China that there are now. Like, the box office and just movies in general, like, American movies, have exploded in China. So, like, James Cameron could Don't very worry, easily people. call Don't worry, people. We'll get to the MCU again soon. We're going to – no, it's going to tie back in there Quick, quickly. Is that James Cameron could very easily tell Disney, I want Avatar 1 re-released to get people hyped up for Avatar – I'm sorry, for Avatar 2. And it would easily gross alone $100 million in China just by re-releasing it again. And he could take back – considering the end game is just going to inch past Avatar's record, James Cameron could take that record back probably in a matter of a week. That's the sad thing. It's like all these people like showboating and doing a little like happy dance about Endgame being Avatar. It's like, folks, Jimmy C ain't going to take this rolling over. He's going to take that crown back because it's Jimmy C's crown and he's the king of the world, goddammit. Yep. And that's without the Alita fanboy hat on. I, the, the Alita fanboy hat is firmly taken off for this. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, by the way, this Skype call is not video, so he's probably got two hats on right now. I am staring longingly at the Alita Battle Angel <laughs> poster on my wall as I said that entire which, thing on my soapbox. Which has a hat on it, too, somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! But yes, MCU nonsense, Zenger. So Zenger, tell right, us ready, what is the ready. first Marvel movie that's coming out? Are you the, ready uh, for the for the complete announcement list? Black Widow, May two thousand twenty, and then after that comes this is the Disney Plus, the first Disney Plus series, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Fall twenty twenty. Then it's the next movie. Oh wait, they oh I thought they organized these better than that. Uh, Eternals, <laughs> November six, twenty twenty. Then it's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, February 2021. Then it's WandaVision on Disney Plus for spring 2021. Then in May of 2021, it's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. 
Then after that, it is time for Loki on the Disney Plus service, followed by What If on the Disney Plus service, followed by Cancelled Hawkeye on the Disney Plus, I mean just Hawkeye right now, on the Disney Plus service, and then finally to conclude Phase 4, Thor, Love and Thunder in November of 2021. You forgot one, Zanger. I did? Where? A certain vampire hunter. Oh, that's 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 announcements for later. I I, I was gonna. I'm just it's going off of like. Still part of San Diego Comic Con. Well, then technically, shouldn't we talk about um the Fantastic Four stuff too? All he said was like, we haven't forgotten about them. Okay, and then Blade somewhere after that, I guess. Blade, poor Blade got a uh, Phase Five. Pu- got pushed off the the map for 2021. Yeah, Phase Five. Or whatever. Yeah, sure. Oh God, so, Phase Five. Oh no. Oh no, I'm not even ready. I'm not even ready for phase three ending. Phase well, five. here's the weird thing: phase four doesn't really have a big event in it. Oh, you wait and see. But they, I, 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 but okay. I'm sure the multiverse of madness could have. Some, I don't know. We'll, we will get into it in this discussion. So, Black Widow's first on the on the chopping block. I guess for Sanger, Zach Sanger, isn't that weird that it's like one o'clock and we can hear crickets chirping? He, wait, wait. I'm hearing it again. What was the name of the movie? Uh, Black Widow. Oh, man. There it happened again. Isn't it amazing how we keep hearing crickets every time the word Black Widow is said? Ugh, you're terrible. <laughs> um, so I'm excited for this in the sense of I'm getting one of my favorite character, like villains that's like a subpar, like sub. <laughs> he said it, folks, not me. He's putting this negative connotation. <laughs> Level B villain, but still a great one that, that should be A-ranked but isn't. Also, Sanger, sugarcoat uh, it. Also, uh, our, our good friend from Stranger Things um, is going to be the Red Guardian, which is like the Soviet version of Captain America. So I'm kind of yes, excited David for that. David Harbour, right? Yes, I'm, I'm kind of excited for that. Because I'm like, I mean, not to talk about Stranger Things too much, but I mean, with all the the communist stuff in that it's kind of fun so when does this take place what's going on i'm so confused about a lot of stuff in this is this a prequel is this it's a prequel it's a prequel it takes place after civil war before before infinity war after civil war okay so there's a chance we could see other avengers and what does this have to do with anything does oh man there's so many questions i need answered like there's a very cynical way to look at this. Um, I I just I can't get excited about. It. I can I have said it numerous times during the Far From Home review we did. Like after after Endgame, I'm done. The only reason why I saw Far From Home was because I'm a Spider-Man fan, and this is just a perfect example. You know what? It's done. It's like MC, MCU concluded nicely. Like, Endgame's a mess. Nothing in the movie makes sense at all when you think about it. Don't think about it bingo and it's like, you know what this is a perfect reason why people should say like okay done because if they were smart i'm not taking again folks don't take this the wrong way has nothing against scarlett johansson or the fact that it's the first female-led superhero movie which isn't true because electra was the first like female superhero movie never mind there was also super supergirl back during what the early 90s we're not going to talk about that was these- the 80s that was the 80s okay i even forgot Maybe. my years wrong for that yeah we're not going to talk about all these weird sort of like rallying cries the media has that aren't true it's the idea that like who cares and it's they're doing the same thing that star wars did that, that got them into trouble they're they're pinging back and forth in the timeline it's like people who go see mcu movies i don't want to call them slack jawed yokels 
but like they don't want to have to keep hopping back. Like there's a reason why you go from like Force Awakens to Rogue One to Last Jedi to Solo. People get like whiplash. We're going okay. We're going here. Nope, we're going there. And it's like why you know be a perfect uh, beginning to Phase Three. I'm sorry, not Phase Three. Phase Four. The Doctor Strange, the madness of the multiverse. That would have been a perfect thing to tell people. Oh man, folks, if you thought Endgame was the end, we're just beginning now. To have Black Widow be the beginning of all this, it would make perfect sense that let's say whoever, whatever it is, but we'll get into Doctor Strange in a moment. But like to have that be the kickoff to Phase but Four in, would have been a great way to tell people to buckle in. Is there something set set up in? See that that's, that's the thing. I feel like. And maybe this is giving them too much credit. I feel like Disney plays 4D chess with this stuff sometimes. And it's one of those things that later on you're kind of like, oh. I, is there anything in the MCU that you would look back at retrospect and say, oh, wow, they really outthought us here? Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they're not making savvy business decisions. But I I, I think there's also a thing. Well, there's the, the whole MCU. idea that Captain America could have lifted Thor's hammer during Civil War II but didn't because he was humble. Civil War Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron. Well, no, I don't. Too many of these true. movies. No, I I had heard with Age of Ultron that Joss Whedon did not want him picking up that hammer. Joss Whedon also hates the phrase "Avengers Assemble," and that's why you never got it in the first two films because everybody forgets that in the lead up to 2012's The Avengers. I remember searching like so many different like forums and everyone was like dying, being like, "Does he say Avengers? Does Captain America say Avengers Assemble in this?" Everyone's like, "No." Like and nobody cared because the movie turned out great with regardless of that line, and that's why I always heard Joss Whedon hated that line. Joss Whedon did not like Captain America wielding a hammer. And but going back to your point though, Zanger, what has the MCU done? And they've made some savvy decisions, but having something like Ant Man and the Wasp come out come out after Infinity War just feels like a weird move. It, it's such like not, it, I don't want to say okay. underwhelming, but it's underwhelming. Once again, for, for your bingo card um, for Zingness, uh, Zinger mentioning the fact that he had to watch all the MCU movies, so cross that one off. I watched it with watching that one prior to uh, Infinity War. And it makes it, it sets up such a better thing for Infinity War because at the end of the movie, where it's like they turn to dust, if you don't know what. Like, that movie should be watched prior to Infinity War now that it's all out there. Yes. It, it's, it works better that way because but, it, it's it's an amazing setup. But I understand with the way the film's released. But it's like there's – the only reason that's there is to set up the whole idea of the, yeah, the quantum zone and stuff, yeah. and stuff like that. So that's fresh in people's mind for some reason. But that's what I'm getting but at. But in the these... sense of how to watch them, you should definitely watch it before Infinity War because there's no reason not to anymore. But that's the thing I'm getting at, though, with these movies, is that like the higher – these movies are kind of like a house of cards. Your, your foundation is Iron Man, Thor, Captain America. Okay. And the further and further you stack the cards up, I don't care how well you put them to each other, just by sheer gravity, it gets more precarious the higher you go. And that's what's happening here. Like the reason why Ant-Man and the Wasp was released after Infinity War was because there was no other room – in the calendar in 2017 to release it prior to that. Like, there, there really wasn't. Like, you look at 2017 for Marvel, you had Guardians, Homecoming, and Ragnarok. There was, and, and obviously, early 2018, we had Black Panther. And 
you, you, you really there's no room for it and that's why i think it's starting to happen but now it's like it's getting even more profound you look at this in the year 2021 there's going to be seven mcu projects seven and on twitter i was getting into a, a debate with a listener of both saying this and knights of vader and their twitter handle is raiku oh. and and like it's, i was it's riku I was telling, but okay Rico, okay, I'm sorry. I'm I'm a jock, folks. I don't know these things. I, I'm the opposite of jock I'm a nerd. <laughs> jock. Perfect. Uh, uh, yeah. And I was getting into an argument with them, being like, not an argument, but like a discussion. And it was like it's it's on Twitter. It so is much. an argument. <laughs> yes, things. No, no uh, matter if you are saying, fun. oh, you 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 look really nice in that outfit. That is still an argument because it is on Twitter. Yes, Twitter's accessible, folks. Please don't go there unless you have to. On that uh, note, but, please follow us on Twitter. <laughs> um, but no, the point I'm trying to make is that there's just so much now that you have to do. Because I was even talking to them about this. And they're like, oh, I'm really excited about Doctor Strange 2, uh, Surgery Hand Boogaloo. And I'm like, did you know that they to- they said in the panel that unless you watch all episodes of um, WandaVision, you'll have no clue what's going on in Doctor Strange 2. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And that's the problem. Is that like, it's one thing when they release three movies in one year. Like I said, Guardians 2, Homecoming, and Ragnarok. Like those movies all are around about two hours long. That's six hours of your time invested. But do you need to watch the other ones to have? Yes. Um... They said that. They said explicitly you have to no, watch I'm, I'm all No, I'm saying prior, Wanda- I know. prior to that. They said that. They said you have to watch all of WandaVision because it leads directly into Doctor Strange 2, uh, the mystery of the multiverse or whatever it's called. And that's what's going to happen. Marvel Studios, Doctor Strange in the madness of the multiverse. Yes. Madness and of that, the multiverse of madness. There we go. I, I kept saying that wrong earlier. It's something. Let's call it Doctor Strange. Why can't we go back to naming movies with titles? Call it Doctor Strange 2. Why would they have it some like like eighteen? I think they're they're, they're taking subtitle. that away because comics don't really do. Uh, they, I mean, they do, but, but these, they don't but do movies. sequels. These are movies, though. They're not comics. They're movies first. I don't. I I don't like having because then eventually you get towards the Rocky thing, to where it's like, how many of these are there? That's why we have Roman numerals, Zanger. Make it look classy when we have like Jaws forty eight. Uh, okay, Roman numerals are classy. Roman numerals on movies gives me issues because i'm like oh god there's too many of these because when you see an x in it that 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 means we've gone too far uh you're not wrong you're not wrong uh but no that's just my point though so like after which which is strange because i didn't watch any of the other movies leading up to triple x fantastic four i didn't even see the first three (laughs) oh moving on (laughs) Uh, yeah, but that's just my point, though. It's like, I, I'm not being, like, cranky or, like, an old man because, like, you know what? Like, I, I'm trying to be a nonconformist. I'm like, folks, I bought all these dumb movies. I have the I have a giant stack of Marvel MCU movies in my collection. And it's not like, oh, man, I'm going to burn them once I get in Endgame so I can have a nice collection of, of, of ashes in my backyard. No, it's not that at all. It's just, like, there's so much being built into it. And I feel that's almost like a sign of – I don't want to say desperation – but it feels like almost like a weird sort of like suicide pact with your audience being like, unless you watch all eight episodes of WandaVision, unless you watch all eight episodes of Falcon and Silver Arm, you're not going to know what goes on in Thor 4 Love and Thunder. And it's like that's not the way how you sell a movie. 
That's not how you do this. And yes, I would imagine 95% of the audience that goes sees Doctor Strange 2 will not have watched all of WandaVision and took copious notes and then brought them to the theater to compare them in real time. I don't think that's the case at all. But I think there's like, – it's like anything in life. Anything that goes up has to come down. And I think 2021 – I'm not, I'm not picking the exact project, but I think that is where you're going to get your point where one of these things is not going to – it's not going to bomb. But it's going to do like an Ant-Man the Wasp or or maybe worst case scenario, it does do like a solo where it's just people are like, I just – I don't care anymore. It's like there's so many better options out there because if you look at like 2020 like 20 for movies, it's like Black Widow and I don't – I haven't looked at the exact calendar right now though. But to have that be your kickoff to the summer, Black Widow, Widow versus Taskmaster – it's but like he's is that so is cool exciting? as a character, and they're putting him up against somebody that it's like, but why her? Because they need they need an angle. But his abilities like are better if he's like fighting like Spider Man or someone like that or Captain. Mar- I don't know. I'm I, not I trying guess- to underplay Black Widow, but when you have somebody whose power is basically to mimic and like perfectly like replicate somebody else's abilities. It's the first person you think of is Black Widow. Yes. Yeah, that's that's what again. That's the vibe I get from this. It's I don't know. If I remember correctly, I don't think he likes doing um, Deadpool though, or he can't. It's one of the two. I cannot remember which. And if uh, some trying Merricks, I think he he if he he doesn't like replicating Deadpool because Deadpool's fighting style is weird, or he doesn't like replicating. He can't replicate Deadpool because Deadpool doesn't fight with any, like, continuity to his, like, movements and stuff. I'm trying my well, words. Well, I guess a question to ask you, Zanger. We have to talk about the 800-pound gorilla in the room with the potty mouth. Is, where is Deadpool in all this? Like, think about it. Disney owns that character 100%. No, 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 Zach. You're not asking the big question here. Where is New Mutants? Well, that that was never an MCU film. It's never going to be a film. <laughs> the way it's going, it's the way it's going. It's just not ever going to exist. Um, it's going to no, exist, but it's not going to. It's going to be. Oh my God! It's the Schrodinger movie. Well, I guess, but Zenger, you're the comics expert here. Is it like Deadpool being the thing that during the Disney Fox deal, like a year and a half ago, that's the only thing people cared about? Where is Deadpool in all this? Like, are they? Like, that's the question. Is that where we've got to wait till in? Phase Five or something for them to set up bringing in all this, all no. this Fox stuff? Deadpool, no, there's no way. You're, there's, well, this is my okay. This is the second thing I want to ask you. Um, it's sucks. We're saying this, but this is only technically two years worth of time. But it, okay, but think about it. the last Deadpool movie that came out was May of 2018. So that means we're not going to get another Deadpool movie. Four. That, well, okay. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Because think about it. If Deadpool 2 came out May of 2018 and if Phase 2 or Phase 4 ends in November of 2021, that means they're going to make us wait four years for a Deadpool sequel? Considering this is the same Hollywood that tried – this is the same Disney company that pushed out two Star Wars movies in six months and was shocked when one of them didn't perform well? Like that's what I mean though. It's like they like it's one thing shoving a movie out in six months, but to ha- make people wait, considering how people have such short attention spans now, to make people wait four years for a Deadpool or make people wait four years for a Black. Like that's another thing that's shocking about this. They're making us wait four years for another Black Panther. Like that is mind-boggling when you think about it. 
or for any follow up to the Spider Man stuff. That's Sony. They have no they have no direct control over that. Or for any follow up to anyone involved with the because I mean Guardians was already kind of a thing and that's not on that, here. That got that's part of the whole James Gunn firing thing. If if that didn't happen, I would imagine that would be here. Um, yeah, because that, he has that, to fulfill his, his contracts with DC before he. Can, yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. That's trust me. The Guardians thing would have happened sooner rather than later because the whole thing is they because they're, they're building the Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Walt Disney World right now, and they want those two to um, coincide with each other, being like opened up. And yeah, trust me, they they would have liked to have had that come out like May of 2021, and yeah. But no, I think again, you tell me, Sanger. Do you think it's weird that they're going to make us wait at least four years for another Black no, Panther I, movie? No, I, I, you know, as I'm looking at this, it is dawning on me. I'm like, this can't be all Phase Four for one because there's like one, two, three, four movies, and normally the phases have more movies than that. Well, but I have to ask you. You have the calendar I, but, but in front they, of you right now. But they also have the oh wait one two three four five. Sorry, I didn't scroll down enough to see uh, Shang <laughs> Sung Chi. Zinger, how many movies do they have coming out in twenty twenty? Um, two movies. Two. All right, making it. What are the dates for those? Uh, May and November. All right, considering they like to release a movie, they like doing three movies a year. I would you be think surprised. there's a stealth movie? I think it's going to be Ju- – I don't know if it's stealth. I don't know if it's going to be stealth. But I do think something's going to show up in probably Ju- July or August of uh, 2020. There's no way. They, they gotta be, and who knows? Maybe that's Blade. I, I know they've said Blade is Phase 5. I don't believe that. You don't Think about it. If you're having a Phase 4 presentation, why are you announcing something that's not during it? That's weird. That's really – that's. I think about it. They cast Mahershala Ali just to make him wait four years. Who does that? You don't sign a contract. Think about it, in four years. Who knows what'll be going on? I I think something's going to either in the weird future. Four years from now, the DC, the DC movies have taken over the, the the hearts and minds of millions. Marvel is now barely able to keep a TV show on the network on any <laughs> network. And surprisingly, DC TV has fallen apart in the wake as well. Yeah, yeah, it flips completely. But no, I wouldn't be surprised if what they do is May 2020 is Black Widow. I think they've already more or less like they're almost like 75% done with shooting of that. Eternals, I think, is about to start filming. So I wouldn't be surprised if Eternals gets moved up to like July, July 2020. And then November is something like Black Panther or, or I'm not even saying they move up. I mean, they, they, maybe they move up the schedule. Maybe Doctor Strange 2 comes out in November, and then May 2021 is Black Panther. Because there's no way. I just can't believe that they're going to make people wait that long for Black Panther. No way. That movie made way too much money to sit on it. So I think – and there's also things too at Marvel people forget is that they originally wanted like Joaquin Phoenix to be Doctor Strange, and they were in negotiations with him for a contract like the morning of comic-con like years ago like i remember one comic-con they were waiting for like an announcement for like and the rumor was like oh man like joaquin phoenix is gonna come out and it didn't happen everyone was like wait what happened and the rumor was that like joaquin phoenix like backed out at like like one o'clock p.m when the presentation was like at five like he backed out at the at the very last minute and again he didn't sign a contract it's kind of like what happened with the actor they have for um Oh God, uh, Shang Chi, Shang Chi, right? Mm-hmm. It's like he said, like, oh, I signed my deal like Tuesday night, 
and we're doing this like Saturday afternoon. Yeah, they're fast tracking that movie a lot. Yeah, I think that's and cool. for I, reasons I, that I'm sure we'll get to after we're done with the Eternals. Yeah, I know. Like I, I know. I'm excited for Shang Chi. I want to see that. Like that's the fun things. Like I want to see new characters. Like yes. Like I'm not saying I like, like I already said. I want to see new and old. Like I want to see more T'Challa. I want to see more of again Doctor Strange. But like I don't care about Black Widow. It's like she's been around for over 11 years by the time her I movie comes out. I guess this is sort of maybe a good send off for her. Then they shouldn't have killed her off in freaking Endgame then. Why'd she need to die in Endgame? Like, why stone. does that character need to die? No, then, okay. Zanger, why, remember how you and I were arguing about, like, how they're going to bring Thanos back? Don't think about it. Well, yes, that's true, though. But, like, why kill off Scarlett Johansson? Like, I think about it. When you think about Avengers Endgame and deaths, nobody thinks about Scarlett Johansson. They think of, I am Iron Man. Snap. They don't think about her throwing herself off the edge of a cliff. Like, it makes no sense why they killed her off. And I, maybe maybe the Black Widow movie is going to be setting up a loose strand as to how they'll get her back. Like I've said numerous times, everybody who died Endgame is coming back at some point, even if it's just for one movie. That's going to be a plot point for one That's of these dumb true. movies. That's not true. Don't be surprised, man. If they're doing multiverse stuff, they're going to sit there, open up so many doors. And then slam them closed. Um, so, The Eternals, am I excited about it? Eh, it's it's going to be a different aspect of... It's one of those things where, does this have anything to do with the existing MCU? Mm, little bit, maybe, with some Thanos stuff. But it's it's opening the world of the MCU to... Well, it's to cosmic, a, right? Yeah, it's, it's something that's going to be on a cosmic level. Also, it will feature the first um, Death superhero as well in the MCU. So that's interesting. Cool. Yep. I, I just saw that note and I'm like, huh, interesting. Well, I think it's really weird though. Like everybody was like, everyone was getting like all wound up, like, oh man, Angelina Jolie is in her first like comic book movie ever. And I think it's Wait. so weird though. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, yeah, Video I, game. Well, I'm, I'm getting there. But yeah, everyone's like, oh man, I can't believe Angelina Jolie. And you have to say it just like that, folks. You can't say Angelina Jolie. It has to be Why do Angelina I bring you Jolie. On? You have to say Jolie. You cannot say Jolie. That's, that's below us. Saying this audience, everyone's like, "Oh, I can't believe no she's one's doing listening this. anymore." <laughs> oh, everyone stopped listening a while ago. They, they heard Terminator Dark Fate, and they're like, "Nope, <laughs> click, <laughs> click, I'm done." Uh, but everyone gets so excited for her, and like, "Oh, I can't believe she's like doing this." And it's like, folks, she's always been like a like into pulpy stuff. She's always done these weird kinds. Of, like, I don't want to say she's nerdy. That's what I mean, though. It's like, I don't get why everybody's kind of like blown away that she's doing this. Like, Marvel has the money; they got Robert Redford twice. Folks, if you get Robert Redford once, never mind twice. Like, there's there's literally no amount of money. There's nobody at this point they can't get. Like, I'm surprised they didn't, like, like, digitally bring back, like, Steve McQueen. Just bring back somebody else that's already dead. And just really, like, blow, like, Disney out of the... I'm sorry. Lucasfilm with, like, uh, Governor Tarkin. Bring back really classic... Oh, we're going to have Steve McQueen as... Singer, what's a really obscure Marvel character? Oh, man. Um... Oh no, that's that's Silver DC. Surfer. There we're we gonna go. Have, we're gonna have Steve McQueen. He's not obscure, but we're gonna have Steve McQueen. As I, I was Herbie. I, I was digging deep for a second. I'm like, oh, detective the the detective chimp, and I'm like, no, that's DC. <laughs> we're gonna have Steve McQueen as her as the voice of Herbie. Perfect. Couldn't you just hire? Couldn't you just hire a voice actor? No, we have to have the prestige of bringing back the character with, with no recreate likeness. He'll be the thing. There we go. He's the thing. Perfect. Who will be in his own standalone movie prior 
Tim being in Fantastic Four to say no, no Zanger, not a movie, a Disney Plus streaming show. My bad. I forgot. We have to include that now because it stands just as high as everything else does, according to Disney. Yep. Gosh, oh God, folks, that's going to be so annoying come the end of the year, all that Disney Plus nonsense. It's like I don't want it to happen. Speaking of which, let's move on to Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. This is, okay, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be a bad person here. I'm really not. Zach, please, just uh, hold, okay. hold, hold on for a second and listen, dear, dear listeners, dear sweet, sweet listeners, please let me get my statement out before you go and just start hating on me. This movie is being made so they can grab the Chinese market. They already have that market. Oh, they, 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 they want to lock that market down. Okay. Um, no, I think you're wrong, but not for the reasons that you think I'm going to say. When it comes to the also, Chinese box... Hold on. Hold on. I've got to finish with one other <laughs> okay, thing. Go ahead. Go ahead also, the, the, the corpse of, of Tony Stark is once again being dragged out and, and shown to everyone. As it's like, hey, remember the Mandarin? We're going to have another person have to deal with another Tony Stark mistaken created villain. Oh, God. Am maybe, I wrong? Maybe, maybe phase four of the MCU is just like like weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> but it's Tony Stark's like course. Is is somehow involved in all of this stuff? That's the feel that's the vibe I'm getting. Like, no, it's it's thing. it's the character's dead, but somehow he is involved with every single project. Oh my oh god, my I'm god. gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Uh he can obviously be in Black Widow because he's still alive during that time. Uh Falcon Winter Soldier, I don't know when that's supposed to be set, but I'm assuming they're gonna be using a ton of Stark tech. Yeah, probably. The Eternals, he actually contacts them and is like a hologram there. Um, of course, with the Ten Rings, the Mandarin, apparently the Mandarin's not happy about the person who impersonated him, so that's kind of... But, uh, yeah. Uh, WandaVision, he's um, obviously alive during that time, so that could be there. Doctor Strange, they, they, they get a ton of Tony Starks together from the multiverse, and that's why it's the madness. Uh, Loki, Loki is just going through just... Constantly dick punching Tony Stark through different <laughs> moments in time. Are we allowed to say that we're on this podcast, Anger? Uh, sorry, moments in blank. <laughs> um, what if it's it's a ton of what if Tony Stark had a different facial haircut? Hawkeye, it's actually Stark tech that they use, and finally Thor, Love and Thunder, he actually uh, builds a Mjolnir. I was gonna say Tony Stark becomes Thor. Yes, Tony Stark becomes Thor. This whole Natalie Portman thing is just an elaborate ruse. It's it's a giant red herring for Tony Stark to become a giant red herring Thor. Because of course the suit would be red. You know what the sad thing is? I'm I'm not wrong. The the hammer will be red. (laughs) Perfect. Oh my God, Sanger. All right, back to back to the Ten Rings and Zach. Do we have? Do we? God, these Marvel movies. No, the thing that you're going back to saying with like the reason why like they're making this movie to, to pander the China. There's actually something really interesting with the Chinese um, box office is that Chinese audiences love um, star power mm-hmm. in their movies, which is kind of like the exact opposite of what's happening now in the U.S. or, nor- or North America. Um, we hate like star re- power. Get them out of here. But I no, there's no reason- names. There's a reason why, like, movies like, what was the last Triple X movie, the one that actually had Vin Diesel in it? That movie made, like, made all of its money in China. Is that Chinese audiences love, like, movie stars. They love Hollywood stars. And so, like, when, like, Rogue One came out in China, the movie didn't do too well. 
and it's kind of like a because the Chinese audience really doesn't have any sort of like nostalgia they don't, for Star they, Wars. Yeah, they they it's only came out recently, so they're like nostalgia. I mean, their member berries are they're, very aren't even ripe yet. Yeah, they're not even there. Uh, but the main reason why is that like there's not a lot of like high profile actors. Like Chinese audience love Tom Cruise. They love their like super duper like big names. And you look at the, the cast of Shang Chi, and there's really no super duper like big name to this and there's a reason why like avengers endgame made like a ton of money because they love those actors and shang chi doesn't have that like i think i, I don't get me wrong Zinger, i think it's definitely a play to that region of the world but i don't think it's as cut and dry as this is this is the reason why we're doing this we're going i don't think i don't think pandering is the main reason why mm. i i just was going off that as my guess but it's possible. I, I think it's probably in, in the calculation, but I don't think it's the uh, foundation for it. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, in all honesty, I'm excited for a new Marvel superhero to be thrown into the mix. Like, I'd rather like, uh, give, me, give me a Shang-Chi over a Black Widow movie any day. I am, I am too, and I'm excited that he has to take on a, a villain from someone else's rogues gallery. Yeah, it's kind of a shame that Tony Stark never got to fight his... Uh, Nemesis. Like, super duper arch nemesis, yeah. Yes, instead he created a ton of them and left them for everyone else to deal with. <laughs> Bastard. Yeah. I, have a, I guess my question is, to like, I guess when they eventually... No, that's not intrig- something from the comics. Maybe. Um, <laughs> when they eventually introduce Victor Von Doom, will he be... Like, will he gone... be inheriting all of Tony Stark's like fortune or something? Will he be like buying out Stark Industries? Is that how? No, I thought we've been over this that it's going to be um, Oscorp that becomes like the new Stark. No, no, I'm just saying, it's like when they introduce Victor Von Doom, will it be something he... tied to Tony no, Stark? No, no. If if they do, they have to do it in a weird way. Vic- Victor Von Doom's always been like he, he has a country and he sits there and hates um, Reed Richards. Yeah, but like everything has to be about Tony Stark, though. Maybe they'll get away from that by then. What's that? Was it in the comics when Magneto created his own island for mutants? Uh, he retook an island that was you. Okay, <sighs> big nerd moment. Um, there was an island called Genosha where it was basically yes. where they had like it was a mutant internment camp where they basically took a ton of mutants. Magneto went there and went, yeah, this is going to be mine now, and basically took it over and made it a safe haven for all mutants. And there's been like 50 million different things that have happened there, all the way from um, everyone on the island being massacred to a ton of different stuff. But more or less, there's an island for for mutants. That's what they're going to do with Victor Von Doom. So it's going to be like Tony Stark Nasia or something, and that's what it's going to be. They'll work it in there somehow. Tony Stark has to be the foundation to all of this. Somehow so, he he's like, I'm going to quit playing the character, but due to this weird loophole in my contract, you have to still bring up my character in every single movie for the foreseeable future. And I have to be like the crux of every single plot going forward. Yes. And, and, and it's weird because they signed that contract years ago, not thinking it was going to matter. And now who the, the, um, the birds have come home to roost. Speaking of roosting, uh, let's roost on the double whammy of WandaVision and the Doctor Strange in the multiverse in the multiverse of madness. So I'm going to say double whammy because apparently, as Zach pointed out, you have to watch both of them to get the whole picture. I guess they said that they said one they said WandaVision is going to lead directly into uh, Doctor Strange too because Scarlet Witch will be like second in charge of that movie. Yep, she will co-star, and this is supposed to be a more horror styled. And the 
first scary movie within the MCU. So interesting. I'm uh, okay. If if you want my um, conspiracy theory hat on for this, it's kind of weird how almost the next thing is the Loki and the What If series because Loki's supposed to be like taking place throughout all of time, and yeah. then What If is just a ton of What If scenarios of if. What if Tony Stark didn't have his trademark goatee? <laughs> I'm being stupid, but but yeah, they're they're they they I don't know what they're gonna do with that. That that's weird that it's a direct series. So, what if Tony Stark got into the the, the not fun V with Terrence Howard? <laughs> the, the 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 other Humvee just get blown up, and he's just like, oh, that was a close one. <laughs> Oh man, none of this happens. Thanos shows up, wipes out half of life on Earth, and it's like, oh man. <laughs> no, no, no! It flashes the Thanos. He's like, you know what? I just don't feel like, just really don't feel like taking over the. I mean, wiping out half humanity. I mean, half. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna garden. I'm just gonna go straight to gardening. I'm just gonna go. Yeah, I'm just gonna go straight to gardening. Well, well, Sergeant, didn't you want to? Uh, I, I just wish I had some somebody I could hate and and have a confrontation with, like Captain America. No, somebody. Somebody with a goatee. Somebody who likes to say that they are like like a steel man or a, or a gold man or what about Iron Man? No, nah, that's silly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, Doctor Strange, that sounds fun. Like out of all these titles, that was the one that's the most pulpy and the one I'm like kind of like, okay, it sounds neat. It it it, it is a I feel like nineteen seventy nineteen sixty seventies like golden age of comics. Like like I want it to be as wacky as possible. Yeah, that's what it sounds uh very like uh I don't want yeah, pulpy. It sounds like something that'd be fun. Uh and I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I think I think it's interesting that you brought up the fact that we go directly into two streaming services that are kind of like, hmm, like what if shows, like hypotheticals. Yeah. I don't think that's by accident. I don't think I've heard, seen anybody else point that out. So Zenger, that is a very good observation on your part. Thank you. But that, that that's the thing. Uh, I'm I'm assuming they throw in the multiverse thing. It could be a red herring, it could be nothing. But I'm also excited that speaking of red, uh Scarlet Witch is I, I'm I'm kind of excited for the two magic users. One with more traditional magic and other with chaos magic to kind of be working together. And I'm wondering if it's if the tie-in is the end of WandaVision, she tries to bring him back or something and breaks reality, and then that's kind of how we get some of the stuff happening later. Did I heard someone say that, what, House of M might be the plot for this? God, no. <laughs> Anyways, uh, moving on to... Um, <laughs> As I said, Loki is just him traveling through time somehow or something through different eras. And... He goes. He, remember, he, at the end of uh, during Endgame, he steals a Tesseract and but teleports that's in a different reality. To the streaming service. But yeah, exactly. But that's in a different reality. So we got multiple realities. The What If series. I don't know what they're going to do with that. The comics are always great because they're like, what if one thing's different and it changes everything? And they're they're always that's... like the most extreme versions of stuff, like um. I remember one of them. Actually, one of them I have is it's what if um, this is going to okay. God, you were really pulling the nerdy out of me today. So there's a storyline called um called of course Dark Reign, which is where the villains become the heroes because they're the new Avengers and they're led by Norman Osborn. Well, that basically culminates with Siege, which is Norman Osborn and all of Shield, which is basically run by Norman Osborn going and attacking. Asgard, which is floating over the Midwest of 
America, and it's basically a huge battle, and there's a character called the Century who's, like, one of the most powerful beings, and he, um, during that battle, like, goes ballistic, and they have to, like, join forces to fight him, but they also stop Norman Osborn. It's a whole, whole thing, but the what-if story is what if, um, the Century slash the Void won that day. And the reason they say that he didn't win is because he has to fight Ares. Yes, the literal Greek god Ares, the god of war. He has to fight him during that. And he kills him during that battle in the regular Marvel storyline. Well, the what if storyline is he kills him days prior to that attack. So he's able to recover from the battle and fight at full power. So that's kind of what they're implying is the what if story is what if he was at full ba- power during the siege event and it's basically he just decimates everybody mm. and it's great because there's a ton of splash panels of him killing like tons of superheroes like and just brutally vicious like he he basically thor goes to him with the hammer he just slices off thor's arm so it's huh. it's, it's 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 tons of stuff like that. that that's a what if story and then it shows the watcher on the moon as the void like consumes earth and he's like help me and the other watcher's like no so that's kind of the what if story. It's a ton of Watcher stuff. So could be interesting. Could be. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with the MCU with it. It. I don't. It's. But that's the thing. It's a Disney streaming service. So are they going to be able to get their big name actors on board to do this stuff they, again? They, they they had a graphic up like all the actors and pretty much like the only people that aren't featured in it are Chris Evans and like Robert Downey Jr. Otherwise, it's like Chadwick Boseman's there. Uh, they got. Oh God, uh, Michael B. Jordan was listed, so there's obviously gonna be a what if if I guess Killmonger was in charge, or what if Killmonger never got like was actually able to grow up in Wakanda? Maybe I that's that that's the one I'm going with. I'm betting on that one being the, the, thing for... to, the only thing like the vibe I get from this is that like the moment you have to start delving into like hypothetical scenarios with your characters, it's like the equivalent of the verses. Like when you make like two heroes fight each other, yeah, it feels like you run out of idea. Like you're running out of ideas. I mean, it's cool because the what if is always a great series in the comics, but it's a, it is, it is always the most extreme conclusions at the end possible. Like, like I said, yeah. the whole, the whole thing is what if, uh, what if the siege, what if siege went differently? It's, it's not like oh well. Well, Osborne won. It's no, the the void got loose and basically slaughtered everyone on the planet. It's like oh, I, get, I get what you're saying. It just feels like you don't usually delve into those sort of things unless you're starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel when it comes and, to concepts. Uh, it's 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 a cool what if. It's a cool thought process thing. Then you uh, know what? The, then what should be then? It should be plays like a one-off, before, like kind of like what Pixar does, or like any sort of like pre-show. Have like a five-minute little vignette before. But that's the thing. Live. What what if what what if these are all quick little, like skits or quick little things where it's not <sighs> full stuff? Maybe. But it seems like a lot – for them to be – do you remember back like – what was it? When the first like phase one movies came out on like DVD and Blu-ray, they do the Marvel one-shots. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would be cool for this. That's, But I don't think that's what this is though. I think this is meant to be like the Marvel equivalent of like the Twilight Zone. I think uh, that's Who they get to host to it? They already say it's um, – I think Jeffrey Wright oh. as a watcher. Oh. They already said he's going to be the narrator. Of all Anyways, that. Hawkeye moving on. Okay, pass. Unless you have anything I, to say, I, I couldn't care. I think it's going to focus more on his daughter bec- taking the mantle of Hawkeye. They already said Kate Bishop's in the series. Yeah, I think it's going to focus on her becoming Hawkeye. Cool. Uh, and then finally, we've got Thor Love and Thunder. 
the possibly the greatest film you could ever look forward to, folks. And I feel like I'm walking into a trap, but why is no. that? Okay. Oh. oh, no. Oh, no. Like, like, don't get me wrong, folks. Like, I am extremely cynical about this. But, like, when I've heard them, like, pitching this, I couldn't stop laughing because it sounds so goofy. It's like, oh, we're making a fourth Thor movie, which I don't think anybody really wanted. And at the same time, the main character is going to be Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie, who, now that she's king of Asgard, needs to find her queen. And Natalie Portman is coming back as Thor. And I'm like, so we're going to have a lesbian love story with a female Thor. No, 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 Zach. What? what? Natalie Portman portraying Thor. We do not put the female title in front of it because she is equally as mighty. I didn't, no, yes, I agree. No, I, said, I said no. I said, well, female Thor as in like the actual gender. Just to let people know this, to differentiate. That's just, it's imperative. There's no difference. It's in parenthetical. I'm, descri- I'm I'm physically describing it. I'm not describing the character. What, what, said, what, what is your Twitter handle so people can put their rage out? <laughs> Follow me and tweet me your hate mail at um, – no, I'm afraid to do that. I've been banned off Twitter like how many times. <laughs> um, I ain't doing anything wrong, folks. By, I, by, I, by I, the I, way, it is for mundane stuff. I, I can legitimately say it is for I, mundane crap most anything. of the time. I didn't even tell me what I did wrong. <laughs> I contacted the Better Business Bureau and they still wouldn't give me a straight answer. But no, like in all honesty, like as Zenger knows, is the host of a podcast about weird movies and just gonzo premises. Um, this one's pretty you know high what? up there. Yeah, you know what? Like the whole idea of this being a plot, I find this absolutely fascinating. Um, I, I I can't wait, and I I put that in like very. I can't put quotation marks around the phrase. I can't wait for the YouTube hate mob to realize this is actually happening. I think they're kind of like in stunned silence right so now. So over under, will Chris Hemsworth be involved in this? Oh, he is. They're just not making it a big deal. He was out on stage for the announcement. Well, that, that's the thing. I thought it was kind of like he's with the Guardians. I don't even know. Like, that's why I mean, though. I don't know what like, he is in the movie. He was out there with Tessa Thompson, Taika Waititi, and Natalie Portman. Which, like, which you, you missed that, 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 that Waititi's doing this, too, which I'm like, that is just, oh, my gosh, this is going to be the most genius thing ever. I can't put enough quotation marks around the word genius, so I'm not even going to try. Uh, I, again, I have no idea how this is going to work. I think this, if they're, I, okay. unless they do it just right, I think this is when they're really starting to teeter on. Again, they they this this is this is either a bunt to a to to scramble to first base or they hit a home run. There no, is no middle ground, so. in my opinion, on this I think, one. I think it's all. I think it's only going to be middle ground. I don't think there's any way. Like it's unless they do something really weird in the next two years that makes people just. And folks, I'm not even talking. Oh, about Oh look, the there idea. he is. There, there. Uh, I see him now in the big picture. <laughs> but I don't. I don't. Again, like I said, I, I'm fascinated by it. Like, I, I am actually, so on board for all of this, but I do have one burning question. How does she get the hammer? That doesn't, it doesn't matter at this point. No, it, do, go, it actually does on time. a... Okay. Just go back in time and take it back. She got it from Captain America. It does on multiple levels, though, matter. It, no, it doesn't, because Captain America has it at the end of Endgame. But did he turn into Thor? Like, did he get a ton of, like, armor and stuff like that? Captain America? Yeah. I guess not. He didn't get it in Endgame. He sure could have used it there. But why... See, that's the thing. They've established certain rules with the hammer and stuff. And it doesn't... Yes, it bestows anyone who wields it the power of Thor, which apparently just he naturally has within his body, but the hammer somehow has it too. But... (laughs) Sanger, 
Zanger? I'm reading too what? deep into this. Zanger, what's the phrase that pays? Don't think about it. There you go. But I need to think about it slight, only slightly because I'm like, I'm, I, I'm on board with everything in this except for how do they get the hammer because don't give her, don't give her storm grip breaker because that needs to go to Beta Ray Bill and I need to have that happen in my life. So, where is yeah. the Beta Ray Bill movie? I want that movie. Uh, it, I, I want that movie too, but he needs to be set up in, of course, probably Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three will be my guess on where he's getting or, set up. Or could Beta Ray Bill show up in the Eternals? I think he could be introduced in the Eternals and get the hammer late and get Stormbreaker later. Okay. Because he is, he is in Ragnarok, right? He's like one of the... No, he, the stat, like yes, the yes, yes. You are correct that he is one of the cha- the previous champions. It shows... Or at least someone from his race okay. is a previous so, yeah. champion. I um, so I'm excited. It's just... I'm just wondering where the Thor... Like, uh, the, the the hammer thing, because it hasn't. it's been established that Thor's power is within Thor himself. The hammer is just a conduit. Sure. <laughs> but the hammer also has its own abilities to bestow, like the ability to control the storm onto the, the wielder, AKA what Captain America was able to do, but it doesn't show somebody able to like summon forth the armor of Thor and everything when they're not Thor or sorry, when they're not Thor Odin's son. Like I'm on board for them to do this story so much but it's just the rules they've established, they have to break those rules somewhere or they're going to have to have like a 20-minute diatribe of how it works. Or they could just do what they've normally done and just not explain it because we're talking about Taika Waititi here who kind of in Thor Ragnarok kind of breezed past that by going, oh, you're you're the source of that power. It's not – the hammer never – the hammer is Zanger. just something to channel it. Don't think about it. Zanger, remember at the end of the first Thor movie when he breaks the Bifrost and there's no way for him ever to get back to Earth? It's mentioned. It's movie, mentioned. He gets back to the Avengers. It's mentioned earlier in the movie that that um that Mjolnir conjure both, up dark magic. No, that Mjolnir um is both a weapon of destruction, but also of the ability to build, and that's the implication there is that through Mjolnir they were able to rebuild it eventually. But no, yes, I'm they. Not, no, I'm talking, but man, the Avengers. But in the Avengers, they say what? How much? Dark but energy but they did the do. Father have to conjure up. But that's the thing. They do imply that he had to, that it wasn't rebuilt yet during that time. Yeah, but that's what I'm trying to say though. Is that like end of the Thor movie, May 2011? Bifrost is gone. You'll never see Jane Foster again. You'll never be able to get back to Earth. Less than a year later, he's back to Earth. How would he get there? Who knows? Throw away, piece of, throw away piece of dialogue that doesn't matter and that nobody cares about. $600 million later domestically and one point something billion dollars worldwide later. Nobody cares. They, that's the problem though, Zinger. They, like, that's the thing that bugs me about the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that like the people going to see these movies are the ones that, or the ones that go see it like five times are not you and I. You and the people who actually think about these movies are not the ones going to see it half a dozen times. They're the people that just go because, oh, they go opening night because they want to be part of the conversation. And then they're fr- then a different set of friends calls them up a, a day later. Hey, you want to see it? Yeah. That's what it is. It's funny. I have a family member who's not like a comic book movie person, and they've seen like Spider-Man Far From Home like three or four times now, not because they like movies, just because their friends just want to go see it and they hang out. Like that's the thing. Like, that's not – what these movies are made for they're not made for like people like like nerds like us 
to argue well, about they, like, how's Natalie Portman going to look like when she has the armor on. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm so excited that Natalie Portman's back on board. I'm so excited with the storyline they're going with with the Tess Thompson and everything and all that stuff. Like I'm, I'm on board with all of it. I'm like excited for it. Um, Jason Aaron's run with the, um, with the Jane Foster as Thor was great. It, 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 um, there, there's an interesting parallel of what Odin's son's doing, which is what Thor Odin's son is referred to during that time is just referred to as Odin's son is or unworthy Thor is what he's doing dealing with that whole time. It's one of the most interesting stories because there's a build up to that where it's um it's something I've always wanted to cover on the podcast. I just need to convince Ellie or somebody to read the comics with me to do like a comic and dive into it is the um the Thor God Butcher story which leads into him not have being able to wield his hammer. Because it's revealed later that that whole storyline actually had something to do with him not being able to wield his hammer. And that also features three different versions of Thor fighting alongside each other at one point. Future, pre- present, future, and past. I lost Zach. <laughs> Mom, I want... Mom, pick me up. I'm scared. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's... I, and, and like I said, I'm excited for them to do the Jane Foster Thor. I just... I'm just kind of scratching my head on how they're going to do it. And, and somehow my own voice is telling me in the back of my head, don't think about it. All right. So I, I, I would imagine we're starting to wrap this conversation up, right? So the big questions we're left with are, where's the Captain Marvel sequel? Where's the Fantastic Four movie? Where are the mutants? Why is Spider-Man? Why are we not going to get a conclusion of what the hell's going on with Spider-Man that's at Sony. any point in time? I told you, that's Sony. That's not them. They have no, they, they're involved with that, though, but that's not their ultimate decision to make. Fascinating. But, also, okay. what's going on with Ant-Man and the Wasp? Oh, yeah. Well, after that movie made $600 million after uh, <laughs> and, uh, Infinity War made like two point something billion. Yeah, poor, poor Ant-Man and Wasp got put on the bench. Uh, but no, that I guess... The movie like, did what, bad by comparison to the other movies. It almost uh-huh. did as bad as Doctor Strange. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. It's weird that we're getting Doctor Strange 2 before Black Panther 2 or Captain Feminism 2. It's uh, a setup. Sure, sure. It's setting up other stuff. I'm betting you everything in the world that that's what it's doing. Sure, whatever. But Zanger, two questions to ask you. Okay. Out of this allotment of Phase 4, as we currently have it, because if everybody remembers, a couple of years ago when they had their Phase 3 announcement, Inhumans was in there, and Inhumans just kind of like dissipated to the <laughs> no, 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 no. Humans became a TV show, which then got a got a um, IMAX release, and then no one watched it, and then it continued to be not watched, and now it's just forgotten about. More or less. But everybody forgets that when they announced that back in 2014, that was before they had access to Spider-Man, and that was back when Inhumans came out like a couple weeks ago. I mean, oh, I think and also, was... also a great thing in the comic world of um, Marvel, they basically almost killed off all the mutants and kind of were pushing Inhumans to be the new big thing. Yes, because that was... But that was not related to any contract deals with the movies. They stated yeah. that clearly, that that had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I'm of saying, course it did. I'm wink, saying that. Yeah, I'm saying that with a wink, giant wink. eye behind me, winking. Folks, if you turn around, and look out your window right now. Zenger is pressed against the glass, <laughs> literally winking. It's, wink, wink. It had nothing to do with it. No, the the, the people that were head of Marvel were not vindictive at all. <laughs> um, but no, I want to ask you. Add this. Oh, oh, and also they, they 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 killed Wolverine during that time too. <laughs> why not? And then they blow up the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Why? Sure. Cool. Yeah. Whatever. Future and Foundation. Meant, and they were meant to look like the cast from the 2015 movie? Yeah. 
<laughs> Why would they do that? Anyways, continue. I have this allotment of phase four. Which do you think will be the biggest success and which do you see as, see as the, the potential biggest like road bump? Do I, do, uh, and I'm including the Disney streaming service, which I feel is this. Okay, you know what? No, I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to do movies. Don't count. I'm going to yeah, do movies exactly. only yeah. because the streaming service is an up in the air thing. Of like, we're never going to know how those do anyway. No one could watch one of those, and they'll never tell us. Yeah, they, they they just be like, it's a great success. It has so many hits, as they have people like a ton of interns being forced to watch them on repeat. <laughs> intern farms all across disney world (laughs) one of the great thing is one of them points out one time they're like you know you could just leave this on we don't have to be physically watching it snap their finger that that guy gets dragged off (laughs) Uh, but yes which do you think will be the biggest success and which one do you think will be the biggest road bump which one do i want to be the biggest success no which one do you not you personally but which one do you think i I gotta speak from the heart i gotta speak from the heart first i think um I'm really excited for the Thor and Thor Love and Thunder. But the multiverse of Mad- and the multiverse of madness I think is going to be just like I said th- those two are both on the level of like weird that I'm like either the I'm I'm like I'm so happy we're at a point now to where comics can be as weird as they want and no one's stopping them now. So I'm going with one of those two, both for for biggest hit and for personal like yes factor. Uh, the biggest miss, this is going to be a weird one. I kind of think Eternals, Yeah, but, but, but but the star power in that could save it. Maybe. I'm, I'm only saying that maybe people will go because on this list, the turtles for me is I'm like, I don't know what they're doing there. So, Uh, and plus I, I, I get a very inhumans vibe. I'm like. It's going to become a TV show. <laughs> I agree with you. I think Doctor Strange will be the one that will do the best out of all these. And yet, I have to say, I can't say for certain, but I'm getting a feeling that the one that's going to hit the most like hurdles will probably be Eternals or Shang-Chi. I think I, Shang-Chi, I think Shang-Chi, I don't think it's out of the woods. I don't think enough people know what that is. I, you know They're what? They're going to market the hell out you, of it. You, you, you want me to reveal something real quick? I don't even know what that is. And I'm a comic fan. It's obscure to, to, to mass audiences. <laughs> it's it's obscure to nerd audiences. But so are the Guardians too. But the Guardians of the Galaxy. No, I I knew about thing. I knew about them because you have a talking tree, and it's just like what. <laughs> but that's the thing, though, is that like Guardians of the Galaxy, even though it was weird, had an angle. Like what's. Shang Chi's like angle. Kung like, what's Fu. the marketing shtick for this? Well, I guess is that. I guess yeah. Maybe that's what it'll be. It'll be like almost like maybe like a. a it'll be a kung fu movie. Correction. Of the I do. I am aware of this character. I actually looked up a picture of him, and I'm like, I remember him from the comics, but nothing significant. But I guess my question is to you, Zanger. Could this maybe be like the MCU's version of like the Matrix film? What Shang? Um... Because that maybe be like where you have like a kung fu like movie that's like I think about it, like the Matrix for the most part is like a kung fu movie, but it's like elevated by everything else that they're doing in it. Could uh, it be maybe like that? Like it's a kung fu like superhero film. I, I, you know what the weird thing is, there's a really weird thing where it's actually got a picture of Neo versus Morpheus and a picture of him beside it that I'm actually looking at right as you said. Oh that. really? So that, I, How about that? You know what the 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 kung fu aspect of um. The Matrix, yes. The 
the mind-altering everything else, no. That's the thing too about the Eternals. People, they might try to. Oh sell wait! The oh no! No, hold on, hold on, Zach. I got even a better one for you. Um, the, it's it's a picture of Shang Chi from the comics, The Matrix, and Alita all in one thing, <laughs> and it's saying that they've uh, reportedly hired the Matrix director of photography. Oh I, man, that means that means if, if it's anything like Alita, that means it's going to sit there and make like like four bucks and like half a candy bar's worth of money at the box office. <laughs> oh, that poor movie. Poor Alita. People, go see Alita. Go. Zenger bought Alita. You buy Alita too. Zenger, tell your audience to buy Alita Battle Angel. I got a free uh, charging cable. <laughs> sure, whoever it takes to get you get you at in there, buy the DVD. And I was going to see if Ellie wanted to split it with me. She said no, but I had already purchased it, so the deal was done. And it didn't print a receipt for me, so... <sighs> oh, boy, Zenger. So anything else about Marvel MCU Phase 4? I think that there is some there there is some stuff that they are not talking about that will come out later. I think you're 100 percent correct in that. Uh, they are really betting hard on this uh, streaming service. Like I mean, like like it. I feel like they're almost like it has to do well since they're kind of banking an entire movie's like setup on it. Yeah, it'll do well. Like people are going to sign up to that Disney Plus because it's a it's it's remarkably cheap well I, I at the same time zach do you remember how important it was to watch um to watch jessica jones daredevil and uh iron fist before you went to go see spider-man well Sanger, those those tv shows never mattered oh, okay good to know that all that time i spent watching them is gone to good use yeah, those shows never mattered. i think people knew that because the, the the marvel mcu people were never involved with those shows nope they but they, they, they happened in the same universe, but no well, it was cares. a it was a one way door of it happening in the same universe. Whereas all the events of the movies trickle down into the Netflix shows and Agents of Shield, but they didn't go the other way around. The events of these shows never found their way into the movies proper. Like Cloak and Dagger, Runaways, they don't have any part in any of this. They might, they might or might not exist in the same they universe. Don't. But the thing well, is, they they exist in name only. They, they, those are good because they're telling their own story and not trying to be involved or not trying to have anything to do with it. I don't. I think the reason why they're not involved is because they just don't have any. Like you know, they're owned by the same parent company. The Marvel Studios people aren't opening their doors to the writers and producers of Cloak and Dagger and the Runaways. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. It's just it's it's cut and dry. And that's why I remember like back during like like May of 2015, everyone was telling me, "Oh, you have to watch Daredevil." And then um, I looked into it, and I'm like, "Oh, Kevin Feige and like oh god, what's his name? S- oh god, I forget his first name, but I think it's Desposito. Um, they were like, "Oh, were you involved with this?" And I'm like, "No, we have no part in Daredevil at at all, or any of the other shows that they're working on." And I'm like, "Then what's the point then? It doesn't." I, 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 I like Daredevil as a character, but I just don't like him that much, so I'm not going to waste, like, 36 hours of my time. It's like, sorry. <laughs> it's great, though, but, like, that, I, I come for the – like, back in the day, I came for the continuity. I didn't just come for another Daredevil story. Oh. Now I don't come for any of the stories. Oh, I'm good. All right. I'm now. ready to tap out. Tap out. Tap out. All Uncle. Right. Uncle. All right, so I, I guess Zach's more excited than he let on about some of this stuff, but man, don't don't bring up Black, Black Widow around him. No, give me give me Black Panther. Right, Black, wrong, like noun. I, I like the adjective. I don't like the noun after. 
<laughs> All right, good to know. Um, so yeah, so let us know what you're you're excited about from quote unquote. I'm gonna use quotation fingers right now for Phase Four because I think I think there's more to this than meets the eye. Um, on that note, uh, as I we, we didn't mention the blade stuff, that's cool. Mahershala Ali, he's both Cottonmouth and Blade. Yes. But, um, no, I mean, I'm excited for that, but it's something so far off and so little on it that i going to have to see what comes of that. Um, anyways, so real quick on some Zingness news. Um, by the time you're – actually, probably by the end of this week, there will be a Patreon-exclusive episode. Thank you for rate waiting, Ray. That is a hard sentence to say um, on multiple levels, but I will have my Designated Survivor Season 1 discussion up by then. Uh, I will also probably do a $1 level discussion with myself, if that doesn't sound crazy enough, on how I think that General Zod is like was an amazing and wasted character in Man of Steel. I, I figured Zach would input right there, but... I, you mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh my god, I can see him. Michael Michael Shannon? Yeah. I, I yeah, think he's that cool in that. I, 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 I want to do a discussion because it's been something that's been plaguing my mind on how the, the, the DCU may have messed up something very severe at one point, and I want to discuss how they made a few right steps and then immediately jumped off a cliff. So... Anyway, so that that will probably be up by the end of this week. But um, if you want to hear more from me and Zach, if that is something you want to torture yourself through, where can they do that, Zach? You can find me on the Cinemodies podcast, where, like Zenger said this week, we'll be discussing Chappelle's show as part of the sketch comedy fort month on Cinemodies. It's a good so episode. I, sorts- I, I really want to go back and watch Chappelle's show now because, man, there are so many moments from that that I forgot about that you got you you guys gave me memories we hit your straight in the feels yes and uh by the way for a quick note i watched those as they aired oh really you watched them oh wow i watched them as they aired and my younger brother bought the dvd so we watched them that way too Hmm. it's rare to find a Chappelle show fan that watched them like during like the broadcast i did me and my friends did make a ton of those to make a ton of jokes at each other like the um like the i I, I continuously would say F your couch whenever I was sitting on somebody's couch and got up. <laughs> Look how far you've come since then, Zanger. I still pro- I still say that every now and then today. But <laughs> but yeah. And you can find Zenger and I on the Knights of Vader podcast where we can actually say the word Star Wars out loud. Oh god, no, you said it. You've, you've summoned Ellie, she's gonna oh, come man. and hit me. We said the no-no word, folks. That's the opposite of the safety word. But, <laughs> but before I sign off, I'd like to give a uh, rest in peace to Rutger Hauer. I saw who I just that. found out on Twitter, passed away at the age of 75. Uh, as this being a very nerdy podcast and Rutger Hauer being one of the kings of nerdy pop culture, B-level B acting, he will be sorely missed. Mm-hmm. So, yes, th- I, I saw that too. So, so thank you for, for putting that on there. Um Next week, I actually, um, next week's topic is going to be an interesting one. So, um, all I got to say is get your Futurama up to date, everyone. Go, go watch some Futurama. I'm not going to say it's next week's topic, but definitely make sure to watch it. That's still on the air? I, I meant like, like on like Hulu or something like that. Oh. I wish it was still on the air. Anyways, but that's for next week. In the meantime, go be nerdy, people. Bye. Adios.